I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. is connected by frequency. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of my podcast. My name is Nina and I'm extremely proud to present you something I will call connected by frequency from now on. As your host on this journey, I will make sure you enjoy this one hour ride with me and my guest. As some of you know, but for those who don't, please allow me to share some information about who I really am and what is the idea of this project of mine. I'm not a DJ not even a producer. I'm just a passionate music lover who would like to raise awareness um, about the music industry. No, I'm not going to dedicate this to personal favorites. I'm going to embrace diversity between genres, um, respect everyone involved in the industry more, connect people, and talk about ongoing projects, individual activities, and problems we are all facing daily. Why? Because we're not paying enough attention to all the people working as crazy so we could all experience the best days and nights of our lives. How am I going to do this? Well, by inviting important people in the industry, DJs, producers, musicians generally, singers, songwriters, artist managers, booking agents, tour managers, A&R managers, label owners, promoters, sound engineers, music publishers, music media platforms, journalists, super fans as well, but generally everyone devoted to the development of this insane industry. First of all, I want to thank everyone for the kind support and motivational push that I receive every day from each of you to start something like this I never did before. Thanks a million for that. Now, I need to mention that if you want to help um, support and you find this project interesting, there are a few ways to contribute. Um, there is a Patreon, of course, uh, a platform whereby choosing some of the plans, you get benefits like early access um, and uh, updates about the upcoming episodes and guests, behind the scenes content, ex exclusive content, live chat, regular and live stream video. And maybe the most interesting, a chance to be selected as the guest in one of my special episodes called Superfan. Uh, but you need to be a real fan of electronic music if you want to participate. But if you don't find Patreon that interesting or complicated, but you still want to help, you can also send a PayPal donation. Um, all the information will be written in the video description and on Connected by Frequency Facebook page. Whatever you choose or you just support by sharing these videos on socials with your friends, families, colleagues, um, I will much appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe on my YouTube channel, like and share, leave a comment if you want, and thank you so much for that. Okay, now let's finally move to my guest. Okay, I had the pleasure to meet this guy uh, last year when he came over here for uh, the Time Code event. Um, uh, it was one of those events that we somehow succeeded in organizing um, during the pandemic. And I think it went pretty well. 
but back then, just to mention, I was working as a PR and a community manager, but also I was working as a hospitality manager. So all I can say that it was my great pleasure to work with this guy. Uh, he's one of the humble, the kindest uh, person and extremely talented um, people in the scene. And uh, what to say about this man? Well, not everyone knows that he's active in the scene for almost 20 years. And um, he has a lot of uh, ongoing projects. And uh, all of those projects has some unique story. Um, and I don't need to mention that um, he made a huge impact in the industry. And what is uh, that, that I like the most is actually uh, that he's not putting himself in the specific basket when it comes to genres. But uh, generally, uh, he developed his unique and recognizable sound but that people usually define as uh, melodic techno or uh, deep house. So uh, when I say that he was invited to play live uh, this year for this amazing uh, circle event at the Mont Saint-Michel um, in France, you now definitely know who am I talking about. And now... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's my great honor to welcome Elke Klein in the studio here in Belgrade as my first guest. Thank you. Welcome and thank you for coming. I hope you're feeling very well. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And thank you for accepting this. Uh, I call it icebreaker invitation because it's my first show and I hope that you like the studio. Yeah, it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did I say anything? wrong or did they miss something to say no it was, the start? It, was it was quite an impressive introduction thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay i i mentioned time code events um last year i mean the happening last year and uh, your perform over there uh but this was not your first time in serbia right no um my my very first time was back in 2005 or six in uh, Novi Sad. Yes, we will talk about this later. Yeah. Don't don't reveal it right now. I have I have topic uh, regarding that. <laughs> but you you were here after that. You were a lot more times. Yeah, I've, I've been in, in Belgrade also a few times. Um, I, I don't remember exactly which date you know, but for like every every one two years, I was usually here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you like Serbia? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, I mean, back then, you know, last year, talking about uh, this pandemic thing, and it was really, really crazy because everything was canceled, you know, for a long time. And we did actually only one event um, in June, I think, before the one that we did with you in October. Yeah. Um, it was not that big, uh, but uh, because, of course, of the regulations, we couldn't do this um, for so much people, so many people. And, and uh, when the government actually loosened the regulations um, and public gatherings, uh, we saw this as an opportunity to give people something that they've been missing for too long. So this is the reason why we invited you back then. And um, I think that the party went pretty well. But my question is actually, did you feel uncomfortable at some point being over here during the pandemic in front of the 300, 400 people, um, 
it was open space. Yeah. I know. Uh, no, not not really. I mean, um, I had done a few gigs around that time. So mm -hmm. my, my last gigs were in uh, at the end of February. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't do anything until August or September. Uh -huh. So those first few were, you have to get used to being so close to people again. But, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it, it feels very familiar, you know, very quickly. So yes. um, no, when, when I got to um, Belgrade, it was actually the, the last one that I did last year. Mm -hmm. I think it was, was it in October? October, yeah, beginning October, of October. Yeah, for sure. So it was my last international travel. Wow. And after that, I didn't play another show for, wow. for six months. Um, That's great. Yeah, but fortunately, I mean, even though the, the whole pandemic is still going on, I, I, I don't really feel uncomfortable playing somewhere. Well, actually, I think you'll like it when you, when you have the opportunity to play anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, gigs get canceled and they get moved and, mm. you know, they're, they're not exactly. happening at all. And I think it's exhausting, you know, to, to experience those cancellations all the time or postponing. Yeah, yeah like, like this weekend, I was supposed to play three events and mm -hmm. now it's, yeah. it's just this one tonight, just yeah. exit. And um, all the other ones have been canceled yeah. slash moved, you know. Spain and Morocco, yeah. right. I know what you're talking about, so I can, <laughs> I can relate. Um, okay, uh, speaking of COVID-19 again, I need to ask you one thing. I mean, we, for a year and a half, uh, this became our present state, Yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, of course, it was really hard and challenging for everyone, but I think music industry suffered the most and it was affected the most. Yeah. Um, this was. This is my personal opinion. Um, so tell me, what was actually the hardest part during the lockdown and not being able to travel and uh, to perform, to play, to do what you generally do? Just the, um, the 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 change to your everyday structure. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm used for for 15 years already to, you know, play a show in the weekend or sometimes two. And then during the week, I'll be at home, I'll make some music and I'll, I'll go to the gym. And then all of a sudden you, 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 you can't travel anymore. So there's that. And then they close the gyms as well. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're at home seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Wow. And it's just such a huge change to my, you know, my, my, my normal schedule that it just. I think it's a challenge for a family as well. I mean, I know that you have family and you're really close to them and your family is super amazing. Um, and, but being around them for 20, I mean, 24 hours a day, because it is, it was not your normal, you know, yeah. <laughs> behavior. Um, and so I think it was a challenge in some way. Yeah. But, but in regards to my family, it's been, um, the, the, the good thing is that my, so my wife also works from home. So we are, uh -huh. we are both, I'm in the studio and, and she's at home doing her work. And so we were sort of used to this already, you know, just mm -hmm. not as much as, as uh, now. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's different from people that are used to go to the office every day and now all of a sudden have to stay at home. But yes. the, the, the relationship with my daughter actually got a lot better in the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. Because before we always, we are very much alike, you know, and we we tend to go head on with each other because uh -huh. she's, she just looks like, like a small version of me. Mm -hmm. um, very stubborn and, um, and, and all those qualities that I see in myself, I, I see in her as well. But uh, during the pandemic, it, it's like it's strengthened our bond a little bit more because we're playing 
video games together and we spend much more time together yeah. and and so that's actually improved yeah the bonding thing yeah, yeah for sure improved yeah that, that's good i think most of the people can say the same thing i i so, hope so yeah, yeah. I, i know a lot of relationships have ended as well because that's you true. are yeah this is why i said it was challenging not for you of course you have a, a great marriage and a great family but yes i know yeah i know a lot of people that ended their yeah. relationship because of this yeah so yeah Um, but uh, another thing, um, I guess, uh, since many of you, many of you took this time actually to uh, focus on the production more. So there is a lot of new music, new tracks, new albums, compilations, and so on and so on. I think this was never uh, it was never like this before. I mean, I can see this because I'm listening every day to music. I'm trying to do researches to, to researchers to to. Um, find something new to hear something new and some and I'm, i'm sometimes at this position where i'm like okay i have i don't have time to listen to everything yeah. like what are you these people are doing crazy stuff i mean it's super super cool like being so productive but um i think the one thing that is not cool and this is what you like for sure when you produce music and you produce new tracks you like to show this to the world yeah. you like to play this live in front of the crowd and see their re reaction, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's even a large part of my production process. I will, mm -hmm. when I finish something in the studio, I, I make like a, what I call a, a quick version just for, for playing out, you uh -huh. know? And then, yes. you know, I, I go to a, a party or a festival and I try it and, and, and depending on how they respond, I will go back into the studio and, and make some changes and maybe exactly and, and this whole part was now missing you know exactly. so it's sometimes when and also just the, the the travels and the excitement of having seeing different countries and having different crowds in front of you all of that is missing all of a sudden and and I, there were days when I you know I find myself in the studio wondering what am I doing you know why am I here I, I don't really feel it at all today you know and yeah it's, well, it's not days it was more like weeks probably <laughs> it's completely different I, yeah. I get it I mean even when I hear a song I hear a track and I like it I'm like oh man I, I really want to hear this live on loudspeakers you know yeah. in, in some festival or a party because it's totally different experience yeah you know of course I'm gonna listen to it and I'm gonna enjoy it at home but It's a totally different experience. Yeah, so yeah. I guess we all miss this. Yeah, the most. and, and I, I also feel like um, a lot of artists have sort of saved their material for mm -hmm. you know a year or yes. more to yes. release it when when this is all over. So in the past month or maybe few months, mm -hmm. I've I've seen a lot of good releases again. But there was a large time, like mainly between say October last year mm -hmm. and, and April of this year where I, I felt like there, there just wasn't a lot of good music getting released. People mm -hmm. were maybe uninspired or not willing to put it out in the middle That's of winter, true. you know? And, That's yeah. true. But right now, I think it's different. Right now, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find a lot of good music again yes, as well. Yes, exactly the same, the same. Um, okay, We, it seems like the world is slowly opening up. We will see about this, but you know, a lot of events are scheduled for July, August, September. I mean, generally until the end of the year, but we will see what's going to happen yeah. actually. But as you said, you were supposed to perform four different events, uh, four different uh, cities uh, in like 10 days, yeah. which looked like a normal yeah. life back, you know, but unfortunately those two events that were supposed to happen next in Spain and Morocco are canceled. So. Yeah. 
I really don't know how this is gonna end up, and uh, I think our um, close near future is gonna look like this. Yeah. Not being sure no. about any event. I'm, I'm, yeah, you have to take it like one week at a time right now, and um, mm -hmm. even even when it comes to things like booking flights. I, yeah. I don't book flights until one week before the event because yeah. so much gets moved and postponed that there's there's no point in booking everything mm. you know months in advance what we used to do yeah two years ago to get the yeah. cheaper price <laughs> but yeah yeah that, that's true I understand but okay uh, so the reason actually why you are over here <laughs> now at uh, this exact moment is Exit Festival yeah. happening here in Novi Sad. It's not far, far from Belgrade. Uh, I mean, in, in case some of you didn't know this, um, I, I doubt. Um, the Exit Festival is uh, one of the biggest festivals in Europe. Um, and it was awarded for two times um, as uh, best uh, major uh, festival in Europe. And of course, there are some other awards that they received for sure. Um, but uh, the thing about Exit Festival is that it's not completely electronic music, you know, over there. You can find um, some rock music, some local bands, you can find uh, pop music that is um, popular everywhere in the world. So a lot of good stuff over there. But when it comes to electronic music, I think, um, I'm sure actually that techno music is the main genre over there. Yeah. Um, so, um, in case you didn't go to Exit Festival, like, <laughs> I advise you to visit this uh, when you can, of course. Um, but um, what is interesting that this is not your first Exit Perform. And why am I saying this? Because you were performing at Sea Dance Festival yeah. in 2019, right? Sure. Which is part of the Exit Festival. Yeah. Right. And it was last year when everything was normal. <laughs> so uh, now, uh, you are this main event, the big one, and I think you're excited. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, for sure. I've been, um, I mean, I, I've, I've known Exit for, uh, I don't know, at least 16, 17 years or something, the, the name, you know, and mm -hmm. and um, been to Novi Sad a few times, so yeah, they always say like, oh, this is the castle and this is where the festival grounds are. And yeah. then, Finally, after all this time, like making a debut on the festival is really nice. Yeah, this is why, why, why what is good to mention this. Uh, now you saw that you were over here because uh, I'm. This is the idea of this episode's concept to have just blast from the past or down the memory lane. But you did this job for me <laughs> because <laughs> you published uh, this uh, photo on your Instagram profile. Um, it is your picture from 2006, you being there with your friends. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, okay, uh, here, ah, here yeah. it is. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, you said that actually this was uh, your first time, uh, your first international gig. Yeah. 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 I, I didn't count Belgium because they, you can drive there and they speak the uh, same language. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but technically, it was one of the first gigs that I was flying for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair enough. So, what was it about? You know, uh, how did it look like um, back then? I, I played. I played a very small club, and I, I honestly don't recall the name right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was playing with the two guys on the photo, with uh, Zlatan oh. and with AP. Oh, nice. And they had booked me there um, as a, yeah, as a first time, you know, entry into mm -hmm. uh, into Serbia. 
Um, and they, they got me back a few times after that as well. I, I spent um, Christmas once there, um, mm -hmm. also at a club. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, 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 in the first few years of me playing in Serbia, I was always in, in Novi Sad. Mm -hmm. And then after a while that changed and I started to play Belgrade more. Um, yeah. But it, it was quite funny coming here and then playing Novi Sad the first few times. That is cool. It's, it's funny, it's interesting actually, because this picture is from 2006 and yeah. 15 years later, as you mentioned on the post, you are actually coming to this exit vessel because uh, the place where you took this picture is in front of the, the fortress yeah. where the exit vessel is going to yeah. happen this year as well, of course, like every year. So how does that feel, you know, having this uh, fact? Uh, well, it's, it's very funny because I, I really remember, you know, I was there for a few days that first time and they, they showed me all around the, the castle, of course, and the festival grounds. And we were talking about how cool it would be if at some point I could come back to play Exit Festival. And, you know, you always hope that would happen, but you never expect that to be 15 years later, you know, yeah. or something. So <laughs> it was it was quite the wait, but um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's it's really cool that it's finally happening now. I think it's, it's not that bad that you waited this long. I mean, Exit Festival is, is really a big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and I'm sure that you're going to play an amazing set over there and I really cannot wait to hear it. Um, okay, uh, so, um, yeah, I wanted to mention this as well. Uh, in 2017, you formed uh, your own label, Days yeah. Like Nights, right? Um, and one thing to, you said that you wanted, wanted to have organic and forward-thinking music releases from established, and I call it Rising Stars Talents. Yeah. How are you satisfied with this project? How is it going? It's going well, I think. Yep. I mean, um, like I've I've released a lot of my own music on the label. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we've we've had a lot of other people on board, mm -hmm. uh, like recently uh, Anna Moore, and then a lot of people doing remixes for us. Um, Tim Green just joined, uh, Frankie and Sandrino, um, mm -hmm. Manolo Toth, like a, a lot of a lot of cool names that I, I really wanted to get on board. And um, yeah, it's it's growing. It's it's grown really nicely over those uh, four years. Um, the only sort of drawback we had was, of course, the pandemic, and we were sort of we decided not to release anything for about half a year. Mm -hmm. So we our final release was um, my fourth artist album, like uh, mm -hmm. October last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after that, we we had a pause of about six months, mm -hmm. and we started again in in April this year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but still, still going strong with the label. You know, I think this is really important. You know, supporting young people, young talents, and showing them the right um, direction. Speaking of production, DJing, managing, uh, anything related to music, of course, um, because um, I think this is a general problem. Yet many people in the industry um, are kind of scared that uh, some young talented soul could. Uh, take their place, you know, and become better than they, they, they are. Uh, it, it's, I think it's too much vanity between, um, uh, between artists, managers, uh, event organizers, and so on and so on. I don't get this part. I mean, we were supposed to uh, help each other. Uh, we speak the same language, which is music, yeah. and uh, we all want the world to become better um, placed by growing music uh, industry into some kind of sanctuary. This is how we, we uh, feel about this. And I, I really don't get why, why this is not happening this way. Yeah, I mean, I know 
of course it 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 has to do with things like 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 festival spots you know and there's mm -hmm. only i mean there's only one spot that does for instance two to five or something or only one spot that does closure so mm -hmm. everyone's sort of trying to fill those same gaps but i've i've always thought there's no there's no point in focusing too much on what everyone else is doing you know you, it, exactly. it, the best thing to do is just focus on what you do well exactly. and then if if that works out you know the rest yeah. will will follow but um i i also never really understood the whole you know too much competition sort of thing well when you have a, such a big industry like music industry is it's it's normal it, yeah <laughs> unfortunately it, it's bound to happen but. yeah exactly um speaking of the label i just uh, forgot to mention this because you created this event series under the same name yep. and uh, it was hosted, it is hosted, I, I guess it will be in the future, in New York, Amsterdam, Buenos Aires, Melbourne and Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Why did you choose exactly this, these cities? And um, we, we, so far, we've been trying to do a cities where I already have like a nice following and where I come every year or every two years mm -hmm. and most of those places that you mentioned i've been coming there for a long time so mm -hmm. those when we thought about it those would make the most sense to do an event every now and then mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um so right now we have amsterdam uh, amsterdam lined up uh, yeah. woodstock and then we have um, october we have sweden which is a first for us mm -hmm. and after that it's all you know a little bit it, it just depends on how the whole situation develops but um yes yeah. of course of course all right okay you mentioned before uh your album and i definitely want to talk about this um so your last album fourth studio album yep. that you released uh last year i think it was uh, around the time code event because i think you premiered some of your i, I think here. it was it, it might have actually been on the day of the time code event yeah. that it, because yeah. I, I i remember it being like a release party in the back of my mind yes yeah. exactly so yeah. you, you did play some of your yeah. tracks over there and we, of course we liked it um and of course i like the whole album <laughs> to be honest um and I want to mention a couple of tracks. Yeah. Um, first one is definitely uh, that one with uh, Diana Miro as yeah. a vocalist. Uh, I have to say that uh, this woman is amazing. She's really kind and she's amazing singer yeah. and beautiful, definitely. Um, so uh, you are actually the first one who started working with her because I see now that a lot of artists are collaborating with Diana yeah. right now so yeah well she, she's done a lot of uh, collaborations before me also but yeah, sure. um I, I think that I, I also saw some some new singles coming out now and um, uh -huh. yeah and, and I mean we we, we both uh, performed at, at Circle together of course mm -hmm. as well so that I mean that generates lots of attention and, yes exactly yeah. this is what I wanted to ask you because of course we were all watching the Circle event when it was um premiering live and uh, seeing Diana uh, singing over there just out of nowhere I was like okay this is really happening I mean it was super amazing but I mean people who know me <laughs> they know uh, and of course you, all of you are going to realize this that I'm a huge trans music lover um, and so for me it's not that strange to see a uh, live performance by singers over there but uh, it is a little bit different right now different genre, different uh, 
style, different everything. Yeah. And, you know, seeing something like this, I was like, wow, this is actually cool. And I think a lot of people are becoming to um, collaborate with uh, vocalists. Yeah. Yeah. And also because um, I, w I was always going to do a live set for Circle anyway. So I, I wanted to perform my music live and, and we thought, well, if you're going to do that, you have to do the vocals live as well, of course, you exactly. know, and Diana uh, being originally from Ukraine, but she lives in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was quite easy to work it out, you know, and we all drove uh, together from the Netherlands to uh, to France by, by car to, uh, you know, to take all the equipment and everything with us. Um, <laughs> and we had we had one rehearsal session about one or two weeks before uh -huh. where I, I sort of tried out the whole show and she she sang live as well and we we sort of worked that out mm -hmm. and then it was just uh, 30 minutes of rehearsal on the spot you know when we had set up uh, wow. a circle nice. well yeah. you're both professionals yeah it went, it went really well <laughs> um, I was really happy yeah but uh, how do you think uh, that it is important to to have vocals in electronic music well, it, it, it depends. Um, it's also about... Does it make a difference? Yeah, it's, it's about trends also, I think. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, say 10, 15 years ago, a lot of the music was instrumental. And of course, there were vocal tunes back then also, but most of it was still instrumental. And it's somehow through the years, it's changed to uh, right now where, you know, half the tunes or maybe more are featuring vocals. And... They've become a more important part of um, of the music. So, and and for me personally, it makes it more exciting also because I, you know, the older I get, the the more of the music you've you've seen already. You know, like I I also come from a trans background and. Um, I was listening to a lot of trans music in the in the late '90s and the early 2000s. And for instance, a lot of the melodic techno that's quite popular now mm -hmm. it just reminds me of that period and and so I, I it feels like we're we're recycling the same stuff but <laughs> slightly differently you know and, exactly and a vocal for me sometimes makes the difference between something sounding like it, it's it's just a recycled record from before or mm -hmm. something that is actually sounding fresh you know yes exactly. um, but i you have to be picky with vocals because it, it can it can go bad like very quickly. I'm hearing a lot of bad vocal records as well at mm -hmm. the moment, and mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm always quite picky with the, the ones that I I would like to work with for my music. You did, you did a great job with Diana for sure. <laughs> trust me, because I really like this track and I like her voice. She's really amazing. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, yeah, of course. I said you said that you um, work with vocals. Uh, that she worked with uh, other artists as well. Before yeah, like you, she, she, she did Cosmic Gate also. I'm not sure if that was before you or after you. Oh, it, it might have been around the same time then, or yeah, so I we, guess. I, yeah. Okay, but it was released after your track. Maybe, I think. but yeah. I knew that the, yeah. the, the co-op was before. I <laughs> exactly. Think. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think she did with Avira and uh, yep. Estiva also. Yep. So yeah, she's she's. She likes, she said she liked this melody thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is why she accepted this collaboration. So it's, 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 it's good. Uh, also, yeah, you mentioned uh, Woodstock. Yes. First of all, I want to congratulate you because I think it was a week ago, I think. I saw that this was the first track from your last album uh, that uh, hit these one million plays on Spotify. That's right, right? yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. But how, why do you think this happened with this exact track? 
Um, I think, well, it's it's always been a favorite of mine on the album. So I usually when when one record really stands out, mm-hmm. I can sort of feel it beforehand, you know. But you you never you yeah. never know exactly how it's going to fall. But I, I I think this maybe it's a success also because I I did the set uh, I re- because we couldn't do the event last year at Woodstock, so we recorded an, a one hour or a one and a half hour set at Woodstock, mm-hmm. and that that just blew up on on YouTube, mm-hmm. and so I think the connection between that set called Woodstock and also the track Woodstock just sort of made it a. Yeah. But yeah. why did you name it by the club? Is it so special? Yeah, well, there's a, there's a story behind that. Um, it, it didn't have a name yet when I wrote the tune. Mm-hmm. And I, I finished, like I always do, I finished a very quick version that was like 90% done. Mm-hmm. And we had the Woodstock gig in 2019. Yep. And I played it there as a closing track. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buddha Kid, who was also on the lineup, uh-huh. and he came to me, he's like, man, what is this? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't have a name yet. <laughs> he's like, oh man, you, you should call this Woodstock because of, you know, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's actually, that's Perfect. a really nice idea mm-hmm. as a sort of homage to the, to the club. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's how that track got its name, um, oh, literally from playing it there. I never was at this club, at this beach bar, let's call it this way. I was, of course, in Zandvoort several yeah. times every year I'm over there. Um, but Bloomendale is amazing place. I mean, the beach and the sunset and I mean, everything is perfect. And there is a lot of actually clubs over there where people uh, can play music and they're doing, I mean, speaking of the artists, of course, established artists and local ones as well, of course. Yeah. It's, it's super nice experience, but I never was in Woodstock, unfortunately. But I see that it's, it looks really yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... it's um one way it's similar to the other beach clubs you find there mm-hmm. but the main difference for me is Woodstock has a very long history uh-huh. and they've put so much effort into the design everywhere like everything is custom made with little details everywhere mm-hmm. and it, it gives it a, and, and also the crowd that comes there is a little bit more mature mm-hmm. you, you don't really find like the, the young sort of 20 year olds well some of them are there of course but mm-hmm. in, in general the crowd is a little bit older mm-hmm. and it just gives it a very very cool vibe okay cool Okay, uh, speaking of the names, <laughs> there is one that is not that easy to pronounce because it's completely in Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a word, it's like a sentence. <laughs> um, uh, the the order from the Nacht. The order from the Nacht, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, people usually give the names in English, so yeah. everyone can memorize it easily and uh, you just pronounce it easily. But why did you give it like the name in the Dutch? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little insider joke that uh, not everyone will get, especially if you're not from Holland. But mm-hmm. it's sort of an expression. Um, the order van de dag, so dag instead of nacht, is a Dutch expression. And it means something like, let's get to the point or let's get to uh-huh. business. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dag means day, day and, yeah, and yeah. nacht uh-huh. means night. Yeah. So I, instead of using the order from the dag, I put like the, the order of yeah. the night, I put like, nice. so um, it's a little bit of a joke and I just thought it was fun. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun hearing everyone around the world trying to pronounce this record. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have problems, <laughs> but yeah, it's not that easy, definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, why am I mentioning this track? Because uh, uh, during the Shockley event, you did something really amazing that no one expected. Uh, you closed the set 
with this bootleg yeah. of yours. I know, of course, the story behind it. Uh, and um, it is actually um, like a mashup, let's call it this way, between this track, The Order of the Nacht, and uh, Family Affair yeah. by Mary J. Blige. Yeah. How did this happen? Of course, I know that someone sent you this yeah. bootleg and you wanted to make it official, right? Yeah. But how did you decide to accept it? This is like experiment. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very funny. Um, we, we got an email just out of the blue uh, from someone, Samaha, mm -hmm. saying, um, hey, listen, I, uh, I made this bootleg between Elkie's track and Mary J. Blige, and I, I think it sounds really cool. And um, can you, you know, can you listen to it? And and what he, he what he wanted to ask was if I could maybe export a lot of parts from the original song, mm -hmm. because he just used the the full tracks and sort of meshed them up. Mm -hmm. And he thought it it could be a lot nicer if he had like the full stems, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I was quite impressed already by how it sounded. And uh, Jerome, my manager, was mm -hmm. the one that that got that email. And he said, like, you know, you want to send him all the parts? And I was like, yeah, let's, let's see what this leads yeah. to, you know? Um, so I exported everything, gave it to him. And a few months later, I think we got another version of his, which was very close to the version that got released. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I quite liked it, but I also felt like it could be a little bit different still. Mm -hmm. So after that, he sent everything that he had done to me. And then I went in the studio and I did like the final mixing and, and some mm -hmm. final details. Um, and of course we had to re we also had to re-record everything from, from Mary. Mm -hmm. um, so we had all those parts also, and that's sort of how we, we finished the final tune. Nice. I think people were super amazed by this. I mean, totally mind blown because the internet exploded yeah. after this. Yeah, and it's a very, um, I mean, I, I still don't understand how you, how you get the idea of like turning my track down 30 BPM mm -hmm. and then mashing it up with mm -hmm. Mary J. Blige. You know, it's like, how do you, how do you even discover that it works so well? Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm really happy that he did because it turned out into a really, really cool version. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, let's play a little game. Don't be scared. This is nothing sure. <laughs> special. It's called truth. <laughs> so, uh, Vanya, can you pass me the truth board? The first one? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, let me do this. You need to pick uh, three numbers. Okay. Okay. So, Behind every number, there is a question. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. Um, I'm going to pick three, four, and seven. Okay. Let's see what's under three. If I can do this. Okay. What is your biggest fear? Ooh, it's um, <laughs> getting, you know, when you're underwater diving or something, and you yeah. have to go through something very tiny and you get stuck. Uh -huh, uh, yes, that, that is yes. probably my biggest fear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So you said four. Uh, biggest mistake you made? Oh, um, uh, maybe um, six, seven years ago, having doubts about the relationship, my or the, 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 my wife. And uh -huh. uh, we, we had a difficult period back then. 
Uh, but fortunately, it's all resolved uh, itself. But uh, that, that was probably the, the biggest mistake. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's been. There's it's been... personal. Oh. <laughs> it's nice. Thank you. All right. And six. Uh, the thing, uh -huh, the thing you hate about some artists. About some artists. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't really hate things about other there people be so some. much. Um, speaking of behavior, maybe or I don't yeah. know, reaction. I, what, one thing I don't like is, and I have to be careful how I phrase this, but the um, <laughs> you know if you look at a lot of big. EDM acts where they're just sort of on stage like hey uh -huh, yeah. and, and microphone <laughs> yeah just non-stop on the microphone and as if you're doing rocket science when you're on on there and I, I don't know I but it's not something I hate it's just not it's never the way that I would do it you know so mm -hmm. that's why I said I, I have to be careful how I say that well, I, okay yeah. I get it I yeah. get it I, okay I have to say I hate this <laughs> I really do <laughs> all right um I, as I mentioned before that you're definitely one of the kindest person that I met. And trust me, I met a lot of people and a lot of different artists and generally people in the music industry. And uh, there is something about you that I really cannot explain <laughs> why, but there is a positive energy that you're sharing with everyone. It doesn't really matter if you play your music or you just talk to someone or you're just standing. It doesn't really matter. It's like... I don't know, it's like a contagious energy. <laughs> and this is not like something I said. Like a lot of people said this as well. You know, yeah. for example, I remember last year when you were performing over here, um, a lot of people are like, who is this guy? I mean, of course they knew who are you, but what is he, you know, <laughs> sharing around him? Yeah. You no, know, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always, whenever I'm playing, I'm just, happy i guess you know it's just uh, yes. yeah but what do you think about how important uh is it to be kind to your colleagues to other artists you know to the fans and so on and so on is it like uh, the part of the uh, recipe for success because i know a lot of people a lot of bigger names let's yeah. call it that way that are not that kind but they're still super successful yeah no it's, it's definitely not a part of being successful it's actually I mean, you can be the biggest asshole in the world and still be very successful, you know? So yeah. it, it, I, I don't think it's a part of that, but it, I, I guess it's just the, the way that I am, you know? And you, it's also how you like that you, you have to treat people in the same way that you would like to be treated by them, you know? And yeah. um, so I, I guess it's just... Yeah, what do you call you? You reap what you sow. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> <To quote. laughs> exactly. Rage against the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I found this interesting and that I didn't know about this before. Google, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you also compose music for animations, games, and um, advertisement, and um, Hollywood movie trailers, yep. and TV series. I, I know some other artists do this as well, but this is like a, a complete, uh, like a... Uh, full package of entertaining yeah, <laughs> you know, music. Yeah. So how did you start doing this? Um, it was about 10, 12 years ago when I started working with my, my, my current still manager mm -hmm. and they asked me a question and they, they said like, what do you want to do in you know, 10 years or 15 years or even further into the future? Mm -hmm. and, and my answer was, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to do music for 
TV or movies or, or whatever, you know, for, for media. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they said, well, if that's, you know, something you want to do later, we, we have to take some steps now already to sort of get there. Yeah. So it started very small, just with, um, like small ads for Dutch companies or maybe company profiles that needed some music. But mm -hmm. we, we started trying to reach out to Hollywood and to my surprise that, um, that whole Hollywood movie movie business is it seems huge but it's actually quite small on the inside you know like if you mm -hmm. you get in you it, it's quite easy to get into my surprise and mm -hmm. so a few years after that I, I got the first possibilities to work on some uh, movie trailers and you know the first few didn't really work out but then all of a sudden one does and you are asked to work on another one and and so that's sort of how I, I, I started with that. And nice. I haven't like in the past two, three years, I haven't done that as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. I've been more busy with my career as an artist, but it, it's, it's definitely something I'm still interested in and, and I'm pursuing for the future, you know? Amazing. <laughs> okay. Um, can you expect some new tracks, new album maybe, <laughs> or days like nights, events? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, new tracks for sure. I've done uh, a record for, it's a, a project by the Jane in Antwerp. It's a, a very famous restaurant. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they recorded a lot of sounds um, around the restaurant. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from opening the door to uh, like all kinds of sounds in the kitchen and wow. then all kinds of ambiances around the whole restaurant. Mm -hmm. And they gave this to a number of different artists and they asked them to do a, a track with that. So that's what I, I just did, you know, I, I, I took all these samples and I changed them and I morphed them and it's, it's turned out a lot of in, interesting drum sounds and interesting melody sounds. <laughs> and um, so this is one track that's coming, that's getting released uh, as a part of this whole project, mm -hmm. probably around the time of the Amsterdam dance event, but it's not mm -hmm. completely sure yet. Um, I did a, a remix also for a very old uh, Coast to Coast uh, tune called Home. Ah, okay. Um, very old trans classic. Yeah. But because I already remixed a few trans records in the past few years, yeah. I said, okay, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it completely different. This mm -hmm. is, so it turned out into this sort of indie drum and bass Oh, wow. tune with a lot of guitar and a lot of synthesizer and sort of, sort of more, more like an indie sort of vibe. Um, and it, that's turned out really well. I'm not really sure when it's out, but for sure this year. Mm -hmm. um, and I have started working on a fifth album, but it's very, you know, very early. Um, no idea on, on releases or whatever yet. Um, but it, it's, it's coming, you know, I, I don't like to do nothing. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be working on it for the next year and hopefully this release it afterwards yeah i think we can expect it next year for sure <laughs> yeah next year or the year after probably but uh, it, it needs like next I'm, year. <laughs> I'm, if this is the amount of work i'm, I'm somewhere over here you know <laughs> well you never know when the inspiration well, comes true out, so. no but I'm, I'm working on it yeah. exactly okay so what do you think when can uh, we hear you play next until the end of this year are you sure about some events or not? No, well, my, to be honest, my, my whole agenda is full. Um, the rest of this month is quite busy. So I'm playing Turkey next week, 
And the week after, I'm playing Croatia, Switzerland, and Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. The week after that, France, and again, uh, the Netherlands. And, and so the whole agenda is basically full until August. But it's just, you have to take it one week at a time, you know, because this, this weekend was also full. And then in the end, two out of three get canceled. So yeah. you, you just don't know how it's going to develop. So um, for tonight, I'm happy I'm here. There's no way I'm not <laughs> going to make it, you know. And after that, we'll, yeah, we'll see what, you know. Make sure to have the best time of your life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen next. I'm joking. It's going to be, it's going to be, it needs to be yeah. better. Definitely. We need to hope at least. Um, Okay, I think this went well, (laughs) according to the fact that this was actually my first time in front of the cameras, in the studio, um, um, uh, being a host of my own show. You you did very well. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) And definitely, I hope it was pleasant for you as well. I'm glad. I'm really glad I am. Um, So thank you one more time for accepting this invitation and being my first guest. Uh, and uh, getting connected by frequency with me and uh, everyone watching this. Um, There is another thing I want to do, and I'm going to do this with everyone uh, who participates in this um, podcast. So, uh, Vanya, can you please... uh pass me. No, 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 no. Can you pass me the board? (laughs) Yes. And uh, I think there is a marker over there. White one. Yes, exactly. Thank you. you, I'm going to let you... (laughs) It doesn't really matter. So this is something we call a fingerprint or a signature uh, tree. Yeah. I'm not going to use it for something. (laughs) Uh, Not a regular one. So um, I called it Creatures of the Night. Nice. You all know the song. Uh, I mean, there is a lot of songs actually (laughs) named this way, but um, okay. So... I need you, uh, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> so I need your finger. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't really matter which one. And I'm gonna put this liquid yeah. on it, but it's it's gonna dry pretty fast. So okay, just so choose. I need to put yes, wherever you want. Yep. Uh, and uh, we're gonna have this. That's a nice idea. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm going to put it here. Perfect. Excellent. <laughs> okay. So I need your signature as well. Somewhere yep. over here. Beside that. So we know that it's you. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Oh, wow. This is nice. <laughs> I love it. I need to change my signature. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, um, so be careful that it doesn't. This uh, is no. I think it's dry. gonna it's gonna dry pretty. Yeah, it's it's okay, already. Okay. So we're good. Okay. Need this. Oh yeah, it goes really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be uh, hard to per, mo- per, remove it. No? Yeah, permit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're marked now. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, of course, um, uh, thanks to all the music lovers out there um, who enjoy this ride with Oke and me, myself. Uh, and remember, we are all connected by frequency. Um, until next time, take uh, take care and have fun.